hello, amazing business owners. Welcome to a new year. Happy 2022. Happy New Year. I am really excited to share this with you. I had a podcast episode last week with Stacy that was amazing. And today we're going to talk about kind of what Stacy and I were talking about, about building your life around the things that you want to see in your life. You should not be building your life into your business. It should be the other way around. And I know that so many of us focus on those revenue goals and guys, those are really important. But the reality is that if you don't have a bigger picture, if you don't have a why behind these things, you're probably not going to reach them as easily or as quickly as you could. So today we're going to talk about designing your life in the way that you want to design it, the things that you want to see in your life, what's important to you. Everyone's values are different, and I'm really excited to have this conversation. I feel like it's something a lot of business coaches skip over. They just talk about the revenue goals. How many sales are you going to crush? All of these money goals, which is great, and the money matters, but usually there's a much bigger reason as to why you even want the money. And that's what we're going to talk about today. If there is something that you need help with, or there's something that you need to follow up on. And you're like, Brooke, I heard this in the episode. I just, I don't know if I can do that. Please join us in the community. It's at businessstraightup.com slash community. Chances are, if you are having an issue with something, someone else is too. And you never know how you might be helping someone else just by asking. And I'm so happy to help you. I want to see you reach those goals. So let's talk today about designing your life, your dream life, and fitting your business into that so that it's a tool to reach the things you want most. Hey, hey there, awesome people. I am Brooke Summer, and you are listening to Business Straight Up, the podcast for creative entrepreneurs to learn, connect, grow, and build the business and life that they dream of. Welcome. Let's get going and dive right in. Hello, gorgeous entrepreneurs. How are you today? No, I mean, how are you really? No, we're just saying fine, okay? I recently listened to one of my favorite podcasts at 1x speed by accident, and I realized that other people talk much slower than I do, which actually makes me a little self-conscious about recording my first solo episode for 2022. But hey, we're going to keep going. And I guess if I'm going too fast, then use your podcast app to slow me down. Because what else are we going to do? What can I say? Talking is just one of my superpowers. Anyone else? I just posted something on Facebook that has a little girl with a t-shirt that says, teacher, I will talk to everyone. Moving my desk is not going to help. And that is so me. It is my daughter. It is my son. We are talkers. (laughs) So here we are. Another January, another month of New Year's resolutions that we hope don't flop, right? (laughs) Wrong. I want to talk to you about more than just goals, but about really designing your life and then setting goals to get to where you want to be. I have a question for you. What do you really want? If I asked you that and you have no idea how to answer that, it's okay. You're not alone. There are so many people in this world that just accept life as it is, instead of realizing that they are the creator of their lives and that they get to choose. We just accept this list 
of occupations that is handed to us in high school, maybe in college, and we're like, "Mm, okay, I think I want to do that, or oh, maybe I could do that. It looks like it would pay pretty well. We just kind of accept these things. And the reality is that we get to choose what we want to do with our lives. Sometimes we act like there are adults that actually run the world, like these adultier adults, (laughs) and they decide things. And we just go along with it. We accept what's given to us, wish for more, but never actually do anything to get to where we want. By the way, why are we looking for these magical adults that run the world, especially when something happens, right? My pantry shelves collapsed a couple days ago, and I was like, okay, adults, someone come take care of this, okay? Because I don't want to be putting screws in the wall. (laughs) No one did. It doesn't work that way with our pantry shelves or with your life. You are responsible for your life. You get to decide what to do, and anything you want is possible. If you have been waiting for someone to give you permission, I have zero authority to do this, But guess what? Neither does anyone else. So here you go. Here's your permission. Permission granted. Live the life you want. I know that revenue goals are the core of what most business coaches teach. And believe me, revenue goals are important. I'm not saying that they're not. So many people like to brush off money like it doesn't matter. But it does. People are like, oh, the money doesn't really matter to me. But when I start asking them about their bigger dreams and about the charities they want to support or the things they want to do for their family... All of those things depend on money. Money does matter. The IRS even says so, because if you don't make money at some point in your business, it is considered a hobby, not a business. Those revenue goals matter. But I want to offer that they are part of a much bigger picture. And so many business coaches ignore that bigger picture. What do you really want in your life? What do you want your life to look like in five years, 10 years? 20 years? In a year? In these different timelines, what does a normal day look like for you? All of this is about being very intentional with your life and deliberate with your time. We are going to do another productivity episode soon because I have a lot of things that I have learned and implemented when it comes to my own time. But first, we're going to talk today about designing your life and the goals that fit into it first. Story time. (laughs) In 2014, I moved into my new studio in downtown Denver, 1,600 square feet, beautiful two-room loft. I was terrified, you guys, 2,500 a month. And I had a studio mate that paid about 30 to 40% of the rent who then ghosted me later, which is another story for another time and just disappeared. And so when I moved in, in April of 2014, I did 25 sessions in one month. For reference, that's just over six per week. Now, I usually do one or two per week now, but back then I was excited. I was crazy excited. This is the dream, right? I had a commercial studio. This is that sense of legitimacy that I was looking for. Something that said, no, I'm not just a mom with a camera. I actually run a business, but I was also exhausted. 25 sessions in one month. Oh my gosh. My son was in school full time at the time. So I thought that meant I should be working while he's at school. That's how this works, right? Because then I could still be with him when he's not in school, be a good mom while working myself into the ground because a 40-hour work week is normal, right? Family time on the weekends, but during the week, I was on. So five days a week, in my brain, my choices were my son 
or work. My husband was working. There was nothing else. No self-care, no personal time, nothing else. Sounds like a lot of fun, right? Yay. (laughs) At the end of April, I was so exhausted I could barely move. And Tom was ready to take me to the hospital. I found out a few days later that I was actually pregnant with my surprise baby girl. So not only was I working like crazy, I was pregnant and in my first trimester at the same time. Any moms listening to this are going, ooh, yeah, that first trimester, man, you're already exhausted. So add on 25 sessions in a month. Holy moly. I was so exhausted. I'm going to share some numbers with you from this time. But before I do, I want to give you a little tough love and tell you if you are not tracking these numbers, get on it now, like this week, do this. Not only is it a must when it comes to taxes and legal matters, but it allows you to look back at times in your life and your business so that you can watch the patterns and learn from them. This is how you grow. When those little voices in the back of your head are being jerks again, I call mine Carolyn because of my middle school bully and Carolyn is telling me that I suck or your voices are telling you that you're awful. You can look back at those numbers and actually see the growth, see the changes, see the things that you have been working so hard on. Maybe that needs to be its own episode. We'll see. (laughs) That's something that absolutely needs to be tracked. So let's talk numbers. In April 2014, I did 25 sessions and my revenue average for April and May, and I'm including those two months because sometimes sessions that are completed in April will have reveals and orders the next month. It's an average. So my average revenue for April and May was $9,000. That means that my revenue per session for April, based on the average, was $360. Ouch. When you consider the amount of time and effort that goes into that, that hurts. And then that $9,000 revenue was now with the cost of $2,500 due in studio rent. And that didn't include anything like utilities or internet. That was just for the studio. And I also had an assistant to pay plus an editor. Plus now I was commuting an hour each way with gas, wear and tear on my car, all of that good stuff. At the time, I didn't have Profit First, another upcoming episode. So I didn't have a set amount that I was paying myself. And if I'm being real, I don't think I was paying myself at that time. I could probably go back and look at bank statements, but I really don't think I was even paying myself. So I'm working myself almost into the hospital, making $0 personally in the name of building my business. Why am I telling you this? Why am I sharing this story? Well, first, in 2014, I hit my revenue goal. Yay, right? Definitely something to celebrate, and I did. But if I'm being really honest, I worked myself into the ground in the process And I knew that I couldn't repeat that. So yay, revenue, (laughs) but at a cost that wasn't desirable or sustainable. If we're just looking at revenue goals, it doesn't include anything else. And I'm willing to bet that when you went into business, you did so so that you could have a little bit of freedom, so that you weren't chained to someone else's schedule, so that you didn't have to be an employee. And if we're working ourselves into the ground, we've basically built ourselves a job, not a business. Now, this was the first year I had a six-figure revenue, so I don't regret it at all. I wouldn't change it now because I learned so much from that, partially because I was overworked, partially because my new arrival in December of that year forced me to slow down because having a new baby at home does that, right? My son was 10 years old, dealing with a ton of drama at school. He was in middle school at the time, and I had a new baby at home. 
with a studio that required quite a bit of money to run and a team to support. Overwhelmed was an understatement. I did 126 sessions in 2014, and that doesn't include any personal work, trade work, or things like that. I knew something had to change. I had to be more deliberate with my time and start fitting my business into my life and not the other way around. Fast forward six years to March 13, 2020, the date that will live in infamy, at least in Colorado. That was the date that we were forced to shut down due to the COVID pandemic. During quarantine and for several months, people were talking about being grateful to have that time with their family that they usually didn't get to see as often. They were actually playing games with their kids instead of only seeing them for an hour here and there and being forced to work on homework the whole time. Travel was cut way back, so people were getting outside and enjoying each other's company, and all of this was very abnormal for so many people. I am proud to say that while it was frustrating for me at the time, I was an outlier here. COVID didn't force me to spend some much-needed time with my family. I was already spending time with my family, and I was thrilled with where I was in that aspect because I had already learned to be super intentional and deliberate with my time beforehand. You probably hear or read all the time on podcasts and courses, various communities that you need to do certain things or have specific processes in place to help with your business. Whether it's lead follow-up, email templates, or workflow, all of this can be so overwhelming, right? Especially when you don't know where to start. I have spent 15 years creating processes that are repeatable for my own business. And last year, I finally launched my online shop where my email templates, workflows, and questionnaires are all available for purchase. And just for my amazing podcast listeners, I have a special code available for you for 10% off of any product on the shop. Just head over to shopwithbrook.com. Don't forget the E on the end of my name and use the code BSU podcast like Business Straight Up Podcast, to get 10% off of any product, anything on the shop. Don't let overwhelm or all of the shoulds take precious hours of your time that you could spend with your family or doing what you really love. Check out the templates and pre-done systems that you can copy and paste and implement at shopwithbrook.com to start rocking your marketing and your business today. So, What can you do to start designing your life and fitting your business into your life instead of fitting your life into your business? I have three steps for you that are starter steps, but just doing these three things will put you way ahead most of our peers. The awareness in what you want is huge when it comes to designing your life and growing in your business because you have a goal to reach and you know what you want. So you have a why behind that goal. It's not just some arbitrary number that you pulled out and you're like, I think I want to make this. You know why you want to make what you want to make. You're giving your money a job. Step one, sit down and think about what you want and write it out. I know that sounds super vague and weird, but remember, most people don't know this. Or they might know one thing like, oh, I really want this specific car or I'd like to buy a house, but beyond that, they're not sure. Write it out. Don't judge yourself. Don't correct yourself. Put the whiteout tape away. I'm talking to myself on that one. Oh man, that perfectionism is hard when I'm writing. Grab some colored pens, some scratch paper, and write out your vision for your life. 
And don't let the word vision scare you. So many people hear that and they freeze. Think about what your perfect day looks like in 20 years. In 20 years, I will be 61 years old. Holy moly. What does that look like? What about in 10 years? Five years? One year? Six months from now? Do you wake up at a specific time? Do you eat breakfast? And if yes, who do you eat it with? Do you have to cook it yourself? That's a big one for me right now. (laughs) Do you go to the gym? Do you work from home? Do you go for walks with your dogs? Do you travel? How often? Where do you go? Who travels with you? Do you have people helping you? Have you hired a house cleaner or a housekeeper, a house manager, a personal chef? Do you have a partner or a spouse? What does that relationship look like? What does your health look like? And don't just say good. (laughs) Are you moving your body? Are you eating good food? Maybe food that you don't have to cook for yourself. Can you tell that's a pain point for me right now? (laughs) Keep writing. Don't judge yourself. Think big. Don't think of something and then think, well, it should be realistic. No, this is not about realism. This is not about realistic. This is just for dreaming. Think about what you really want in your life and just write it out. You can always throw this paper away. You don't have to turn it in. This isn't homework. I'm not going to ask you to send it to me. Write out what you want. So that's step one. Step two, look at what you've written down and think about what all of these things will feel like. If you have someone prepare all of your meals so that you don't have to think about it anymore, again, with the meals, Brooke, (laughs) what does that feel like? If you take a walk every morning with your dogs instead of working a nine to five job, what does that feel like? Are you feeling free? Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling content? Are you feeling at ease? Feel it in your body. Where is that feeling? Do you feel it in your shoulders? Can you relax your shoulders a little bit? You feel it in your stomach? Maybe your stomach's not churning because you don't have to get up every morning and go to a job you don't like. Start to look at this life that you want to build and think about what it will actually feel like to be there. Once you can start to feel the way you want to feel, your brain will start to look for more examples of this so that it's easier and easier to achieve it. And that is not woo-woo, y'all. That is science specifically neuroscience, but we will leave that for another episode. (laughs) Step three, pick one thing from your list. Just one. One thing. Don't overwhelm yourself. This is big. I know, especially for us creatives with ADHD, we are idea people. We have a whole list of things we want to do. So in this list, I want you to pick one. Just one thing. Is it leaving your job to work full-time in your business so you can walk your dogs every morning? Or is it leaving your job to work full-time in your business so you can travel whenever you want? I chose those examples because while they have different end goals, the travel versus walking your dogs, they both give us the same root action, leaving your job. So if that's what you know you want, what does that actually require? Write out the things you need to do to make that happen. If you want to leave your job by 2023, you'll need to do what? Make a certain amount of revenue in your business. Get out of a relationship that's no longer serving you. Find better options for care for your children. I want you to write out all of the things that need to happen to make this work. Writing down, make more money is too vague. Write it all out. Be specific. I need to book X amount of clients per month. I need to set pricing to have this average per client. I need to renovate my studio, add another set. I need to find childcare I can trust. I need to have a chat with my partner about the things that I need help with. What are those things? 
Be specific. Write out all of the things that you need to do, learn, tweak, change, and more when it comes to reaching that core goal of leaving your job by 2023. And again, that's just an example. Choose your own goal that works for you. Maybe it's run a marathon in six months. Maybe it's pay off X amount of debt in one year. It doesn't matter what the goal is. There are steps to get there and these goals fit into your life. Let's figure them out. So let's stick with the example of leave your day job by 2023. Now let's break that into quarters. Now I will say that not everyone likes this format, but I have found a 90 day year to be very helpful when building my goals And so many of my friends that run successful businesses also use a 90-day format. That's probably best for another podcast episode too, because there's a lot of reasons for this. So for now, I'm just going to ask you to trust me and break it down to less than a year. If you want to reach a certain goal, in this case, to leave your job by 2023, what do you have to do in the next three months to make that happen? What is one focus that you can keep for three months that will get you there? Marketing? Mastering your craft? Business skills? Does that mean spending an hour each evening learning a skill you need instead of binging Netflix? Does that mean when you sit down to your computer to work and you find yourself on Facebook instead that you reel it back in and go back to what you're doing? We need to start thinking about these tangible, real, everyday things that we can do within three months to keep our focus so that we can move towards that goal. For some of the other examples, let's use pay off X amount of debt in a year. What do you have to do in the next three months to make that happen? Can you add a different type of revenue on the side that you can throw directly at your debt? Do you make beautiful things? Like I know I've been making face masks, which seems kind of silly, but if I was going to sell those on the side, can that be thrown directly at debt? Can you cut back on one thing that you love, but you know you can do without it temporarily just for three months and throw that money at your debt? Three months is a set amount of time that isn't that far in the future. Start thinking about the smaller steps that it will take to get you to that bigger goal. If you are going to drive from New York to Los Angeles in your car, you're not going to ignore everywhere in between. There are milestone steps along the way, and that's what these three-month markers are. If I know I want to leave my job in a year, I have to get this in place by the end of March. Here are some steps I need to take to make that happen, and here's what I need to do. Now, for me personally, I break it down even more. I use the 90-day year system from Todd Herman, and he does two-week sprints. This works really well for me. I don't know if it's my ADHD or just our cyclical nature as humans, but I go through a few weeks where I am in beast mode, and I get a ton done. And then the next week, I don't do much at all. It's like my brain is fried. I can get done in three days what takes most people a month. But then the next few days, I'm a zombie. I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing. I don't know if it's natural or learned, whatever. In the ADHD world, it's called hyper-focus. I still haven't completely figured this out for myself and tracking these cycles to honor my body and my brain. But I wanted to share this because all of this is about finding what works for you. Seeing that something isn't working to get you to where you want to be and fixing it. Failing at something and feeling crappy and defeated and frustrated then getting right back up and trying something else because I have a really hard truth for you that you're not going to want to hear, but you must know. You ready? (laughs) You are going to fail. You are. It's going to happen. No one wants to hear this, but it's reality. It will happen. It's not a matter of if, but when, because when you are running a business and putting yourself out there and doing something that isn't easy, you're going to fail. If it was easy, everyone would do it, right? 
If running a business and making this type of revenue that you want to create the life that you want was super easy, everyone would do it. Revenue goals are awesome. I reached mine in 2014 and almost worked myself into the hospital. Guess what? I smashed my revenue goals in 2021 and only worked with clients two days a week, allowing myself time to be with my kids and myself. Quick note for all the moms listening or just anyone listening that identifies as a recovering people pleaser like myself, you get to take up space on your calendar too. You get to matter too, not just everyone else. The things that you want to do and how you want to spend your time, that matters too. Your time is not just for everyone else. For all of my amazing listeners, thank you so much for joining me today. Let's go through those three again. First, sit down and think about what you want. Second, start thinking about what those things actually feel like. We're going to start training our brain to start looking for those things, to start overcoming the obstacles that come up. And third, pick one thing from your list and we're going to break it down. If it was a five-year goal, what do we need to do in the next year? And what do we need to do in the next 30 days? What do we need to do in the next two weeks? We're going to break that down. I am truly honored that you press play and spent this time with me in your earbuds or car stereo or while you cook dinner or whatever you're doing. If you are someone that loves to help other people and you know someone who might need some help with this, please forward this episode over to them. And if you are inspired and ready to make a change and love this content and want to send a little bit of some good vibes towards my way, can you head on over to iTunes and leave a review? You can go to businessstraightup.com slash iTunes if you don't know where to go. It may seem silly. It can take a few minutes, but those reviews help me to know exactly what you need help with, how I can better serve you, and it helps me to get amazing guests as well. So hit pause now, leave a review, and if you screenshot your review before hitting submit and email it over to hello at businessstraightup.com, I will send you a free gift. Please, please, please leave those reviews so we can continue bringing you great content every week. Let me know in the community at businessstraightup.com slash community what you are going to do to start designing your life. What actions are you going to start taking? That link will take you to our little corner of Facebook in the group. I would love to know what you're going to move forward on. Keep learning. Keep moving forward. Take the action you need to take to rock all of your biggest goals, to smash them, even through the chaos that we are still seeing in our world. I can't wait to see what you do with your gifts and your business and how you change the world. I am always here to help. Until next time, have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to Business Straight Up. I'm so glad that you could join us today. Check out the show notes for this and all of the episodes at businessstraightuppodcast.com. And I can't wait to talk with you again. Have a great day. Mm